doing on your merit badges? I want to do all kinds of good things. It's the one thing. Pain comes from always wanting things. But who do I know? I'm a murderer. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit-down. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. My name's Jacob Burrows, and I've also seen every episode of The Sopranos. And don't worry, this is not a spoiler podcast. You can actually listen to this, even if it's after the film's released. This is just our trailer two reaction and our last bit of hype before actually fucking finally getting to watch this film. We're here to have a quick little chat about it. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. Yeah, I think what you're getting at is that, yes, we've seen every episode of The Sopranos. We have not seen the film, The Many Saints of Newark, which we have anxiously been anticipating for a year, I guess. Because, yeah, it was supposed to come out... It was supposed to come out last September, but obviously 2020, things are not happening. Then it was going to come out in March of 2021 so it's going to come out uh six months ago or whatever bumped it again but now here we are finally on the cusp and from my understanding i mean you euro trash get it before uh us americans this american show we're coming in at the end of america because we get the sopranos movie what is it a week later from you guys when do you get it in ireland I believe we are going to have it as soon as the 22nd of September. So that's about a week beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I was Googling this right before we started. I was like, yeah. why does this keep happening? It must be very frustrating for you, Jim. Yeah. And I only remember this really happening with big releases, obviously. But like even going back years, the likes of Star Wars and similar, uh, you know, back when we cared about Star Wars, uh, they'd always more or less come out earlier here. Did you uh, ever get really upset about it? And maybe like punch a wall Did um, go through the wall yeah then i just but then i just eat some gabagool and smash my phone and uh <laughs> and i feel much better uh yeah i don't even know why that's a thing i guess i don't know if it has something to do with um piracy or whatever but i don't it is bizarre do you guys i i mean i assume this is true is it the same hbo max deal like do you get it on streaming there as well or do you not know I don't. I don't fucking know, man. But it is in the cinemas here, which I didn't. I wasn't sure because that, that could be part of it. Even that could be part of it because I don't know if I should have looked into this. If because uh, I, I know a lot of uh, different countries don't get the same streaming deal that we're getting, and obviously once this goes to streaming, the piracy is going to be like way easy. Just get a pristine. Not that Tony Soprano or myself would ever uh, co-sign this, especially for a Sopranos yeah. movie. But it does feel like, yeah, there'll be a pristine HD uh, version ready to go online. I do want to see this in theaters, though. I am that guy. I like to go to the theaters. Uh, the yeah. only difference, though, is I, the thing that usually in, in the States here, you'll like a movie comes out on Friday. So Many Saints of Newark comes out Friday, October 1st. Cut to Black, Soprano, Sit Down, brought to you by the Many Saints of Newark, coming to theaters Friday. <laughs> October 1st, and streaming on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, but- and Wednesday, the 22nd of <laughs> September. You know, the big release Wednesday, we call yeah. it, in, in uh, Europe. But usually the day before, like with theaters on Thursday nights, you'll get they'll do like the early screenings for like the super fans. And I like to go to those. Like they'll do like a 7 mm. o'clock or an 8 o'clock where you can go see it on Thursday night. The only thing I've noticed is a lot of the HBO Max 
releases don't do that. I don't know if it's because they're thinking like, well, we promised day and date with streaming, so we have to release them on the same day. But then I think Suicide Squad, they did Thursday screenings, so I don't know. The thing that's going to happen is if they don't do Thursday screenings, I will be up at midnight watching this movie at home. So that yeah. that's the difference. But I do have myself a Tony Soprano movie theater. I'm not trying to brag or anything. I got a projector. Yeah, I got no, a popcorn I, machine. I always... <laughs> I always think of Tony and his little media room sitting there in misery, and I always picture you there in equal frustration, even though that's only to, like, get through the day for me. I'm sure you're fucking loving it. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just like, fuck Jim over there with his Tony Soprano setup. Um, As far as the, the release dates and that, I did Google it right before the show, and, like... At least everywhere I came to had a different answer. Um, so I was like, I guess maybe there's not one clear reason, but a few of the ones that were outlined that kind of make sense is that every movie would have a specific window to be released in order to get maximum profits, right? That's yeah. always going to be the case. And that window is going to be different in different countries. I don't know why it's usually earlier in Europe. Um, there's things like competition with other movies, uh, where they stagger releases uh, around the world because it allows them to get the maximum profits. Uh, publicity. I don't know how this makes sense, though. It's always earlier for us. But anyway, I'm not complaining about it. All our movie theaters uh, have been extremely closed for a long time anyway, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go to a theater, but hopefully I will. If not, I will do the same as you at midnight uh, or whatever time that is for me <laughs> Yeah, try to get through it. <laughs> uh, and I mean, not to get too bogged down into these like incidentals or whatever, but I did think it was interesting. I almost thought they were going to maybe bump it up because... As far as like U.S. release dates, there's been all this stuff going on, obviously, with COVID and if theaters are back, if people are comfortable going to theaters um, where movies were underperforming. But I think Candyman did okay as like kind of a mid-tier release. And then, of course, Marvel movies always do great. Shang-Chi came out at the beginning of this month, and it did really well, whereas the movie Venom 2 which is, you know, thought to be a big blockbuster movie, was initially coming out October 15th, or maybe it was going to be pushed back to next year. They saw Shang-Chi do well, and they bumped it up to the first. So it's actually coming out against Many Saints of Newark. So I almost thought, no, maybe they're going to bump this movie up for us then, because they don't want to. But I assume the HBO Max people, they're like, well, whatever. We weren't banking on yeah. big bo- box office either way. But then again, I mean, this should be an event. This is an event. This is a Sopranos film. Um, yeah, and maybe, like, not everyone seems to think that, but at least Rolling Stone seems to think that. We were yes. just flipping through the fucking special edition with lots and lots of different interviews. Like, a real uh, treasure trove. It's, um, it's like all the interviews are by this guy who did the Soprano sessions, right? You read that. I did not. Yes, and- Alan Sepinwall, which Alan Sepinwall, he's like our competition. We should have the Alan <laughs> Sepinwall. Like, he's kind of known as the Sopranos guy now. Uh, he put out the Sopranos session book. He's doing all these interviews. He's he's like palling with David Chase every chance he gets. He's sitting down with David Chase, uh, talking his ear off. That should be us. Um, but yes, there's. Uh, I, I've only like scratched the surface. Uh, if you go on the Rolling Stone digital edition right now, there's plenty of interviews, plenty of information. I did get. I was I was reading through one, and I did, was getting a little worried because I'm tr- I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that's like super worried about spoilers, but I also don't want to know too much. And they're delving a little bit. I'm not saying they're spoiling the film, but 
they're just delving a little bit into some of the some of the timelines and a little bit of the plot, which I don't really want to know. But yeah, yeah. But no, I was gonna say similar for me. I, I read a little bit. I read, uh, but I was also like, I might dive deeper into this just once I've seen the film. Yes. Oftentimes, I won't even watch a trailer, right? And obviously, now we're doing this chat. We're gonna get into the trailer uh, that they've put out and everything. But yeah, it's 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 really great stuff. Anyway, like really interesting, especially like I read the interview with uh john bernthal yes that's john how you say he, he plays, plays uh, johnny, boy. johnny boy yeah yeah and like it's just really uh fun to read it's less about the plot more about just him growing up and wanting to be on the sopranos as like his one thing like before he was in anything trying to get on to be like an extra on the sopranos and not <laughs> not getting it um uh, and i i feel like there were similar themes in some of the other interviews but just like it yeah it was really um Really nice and, and really interesting and, and really, like, apparent even through uh, a uh, Rolling Stone interview that, for this person anyway, for, for him, like, they really, uh, he really cared. And you could tell that a lot of people really cared about what was going on on set. Now, I've made things where I've really cared and they still turned out shit, but I, <laughs> it's it's still, like, they're, from the way they're talking about it, it seems like a good uh, production to be involved in. And, like, his, he's playing... Uh, he's playing Michael Gandolfini's dad, right? And uh, and Michael Gandolfini is kind of playing his own dad. And it was just yeah. like about the themes of fatherhood and how uh, Michael Gandolfini at the end of filming gave him like a watch that was his dad's watch and all this nice oh, stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a good interview and I look forward to going more in depth on it after after watching the film. Yeah, yeah, I was digging a little bit into it, and you know, Vera Farmiga, who plays Olivia Soprano, the mother, she actually did audition for The Sopranos to be Valentina, uh, Tony and Ralph's mistress there, but did not get the part. Um, but you know, hey, it works. Things happen for a reason. Uh, at least from yeah. the trailers, it looks like she's nailing the Olivia part. But then again, I mean, this is probably something we'll get into a little bit more. Um, when we like kind of go over the trailer and I think we maybe touched upon it when we were talking about the first trailer. Uh, what's the danger of like it being too much of someone doing an impression of someone like, you know, w w mm. do we want, but like, I think a part of us does want that though. We want them to like, just totally just try to nail, nail the impression you know, uh, do it exactly like the other actors did it or we're going to be upset. But then also <laughs> a, a part of us is also like, well, don't do that. Uh, but you kind of have to, right? I feel like that danger is most prominent with Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. Like, regardless of how good of an actor he is uh, and his resemblance uh, as well, but like, regardless of both of that, Tony Soprano as a character is just so iconic that any like there's a lot of like fun people on tiktok or twitter doing impressions of tony soprano but they're all impressions right yeah they're like they're all comedic and i'm like i have a hard time seeing how you can do that but serious and i think the key would be to do it understated and not get too close to like doing a cartoon because i think that is easily the case for some reason with livia i would be less worried because she's so uh i don't know i don't know why i'm less worried about that but i feel like even if she delivered her lines in the same biting sarcasm or whatever like 
obviously there's a lot of depth to her as a character, but it's Tony that I would worry about that with, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I did read, like, kind of in passing, they mentioned that um, Michael Gandolfini has fake teeth in to make it more like mm. Tony's teeth or something like that, which I thought is weird. And I did even think in the first trailer that, like, the way he talks <laughs> seemed a little off. Uh, this not is to, what like, I was nit- worried about, mainly the talking. Yeah, yeah, like, not to nitpick, but I don't know. It's a, it's a weird choice, but it, but it also is so David Chase to be like, ah, oh, we gotta we got to get fake teeth in there. What's up with this guy's teeth? <laughs> and I, I did want to pull one thing from that article because you mentioned a cartoon character because they do kind of they do address this a little bit is that they're trying to find that line between like Saturday night live impression and yeah. you know a performance but they do call out that um David Chase did have Tony Sirico record all of young Paulie's dialogue for the actor to listen to it and in David mm. Chase cuz he explains that that Paulie is the most cartoon like the way he talks his gestures all this stuff Nobody can touch his hair, the stories, the way he bugs his eyes out when he's surprised. Great expressions. It was sort of beyond doing. So maybe with Pauly, they do want an SNL They're style. They're doing that intentionally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, would, I could see that. I could see that. And usually, like from my understanding, anything where you're doing like uh, a line reading to an actor and going oh, yeah. like, yeah, no, do it like this. It's a big no-no as far as really like telling someone how to do their job. They are the actor who should be doing the job right. Yeah. And you're, you as the director shouldn't be doing that. But this is different, right? <laughs> Well, it's uh, literally the person uh, who embodied the character for years, uh, and and hopefully they're not like say it exactly like that. More like <laughs> yeah. here's the inspiration, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, and also David Chase touched upon a bit, like because he is in an interesting position. Uh, they don't get too into detail, but he was dealing with some family health issues, which is why he did not direct this film. I mean, he did write it, or he wrote it with a co-writer Lawrence Connor. But they brought in, um, uh, was it Alan Taylor? Yeah, Alan Taylor to direct, who directed Game of Thrones episodes. He directed Sopranos episodes. He directed some bad movies, though. He directed, uh, I think, Thor the Dark World and that one of the ter- one of the terrible Terminator sequels. Uh, so don't get your hopes up too high. Mm. But he you know, mentioned he couldn't direct it, but he's still obviously on set. But he was in this position where he didn't want to... You know, he's still the writer. He does. He wants to make sure he's giving the director proper, you know, authority on Autonomy. set. Autonomy. Yeah, he doesn't want to step in and be like, "Well, actually," but you know, he wants to be there with if if Alan Taylor gives him the the go ahead to you know direct a little bit or give his opinion, or if the actors do specifically ask him, because John Bernthal was saying that like. He would do takes or something, and then he'd like look at David. <laughs> he'd like look at David Chase, like, huh, huh, uh, yeah. and he's like, "Well, David would just give me nothing. He'd just like stonewall and be like, oh, that's good.' <laughs> but he'd also describes himself as an actor that would sometimes change lines a bit. Where I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's doing it because he feels like something fits better here, or he's in the moment. And there would be times where David Chase would. He'd be like, no, like don't change, don't <laughs> change the line. And but he said it in a good way, where he would be able to defend his position and specifically spell out why lines are the way they are, etc. So really interesting to kind of get a peek into the process. I still have this this uh, shrinking suspicion 
that David Chase, I mean, we've talked a lot about David Chase, obviously, discussing all the episodes of The Sopranos. And I feel like there's a part of David Chase that he finished The Sopranos in 2007. He's been asked about a movie all the time. When are we going to get a movie? When are we going to get a movie? Yeah. Can I guess what your thing is? That yeah. he's just doing this as a big fuck you and yes. it's going to end with a big fart or <laughs> yes. something like that. Yeah. Like, or, not exactly literally, but more like, yeah, you wanted a movie? No, absolutely. Yourself. That's absolutely where I'm going is that even if it's not that, uh, I feel like there's a part of David Chase that's still kind of like, oh, you want a fucking Sopranos movie, huh? All right. All right. I'll give you a fucking Sopranos. Here's a fucking Sopranos movie, okay? Here's what you're going to get. You eat it and you fucking like it. Uh, but, but I that's why that we love we him. All, we, yeah, we're we're always saying that that's some of the best of The Sopranos mm-hmm. when he's like, "Oh, you want this? You want this? <laughs> Fuck you!" And you can't have it, or you get it, but it's not what you want. Like that is also a way to like to subvert expectations, right? And yeah. hopefully not just by making a shit film, but rather by turning it a bit on its head. Uh, what you're expecting, or maybe we're completely overanalyzing it sure. because. Watching the trailer, I'm like, this seems pretty straightforward, right? I mean, yeah. the plot of the film that I'm imagining, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be solidly put together. But I'm also like, I don't really expect major twists and turns from where the plot goes. Which, But the, fo- the, the, the difference has always been with The Sopranos that not necessarily big twists and turns in the plot, but twists and turns in what they choose to focus on and what they choose to hang on and make important. And that's kind of the interesting thing that both of these trailers are made a certain way uh, that looks like a really engaging film, but that's where there might be something unexpected in what are we really honing in on telling a story about here? You know, how many dream sequences are we getting? That (laughs) sort of thing. Well, and even by his own admission... um he did say that he, David Chase did say, and, and maybe it's not even so much that he's trying to fuck with us and fuck with our expectations. It's just the way the movie's marketed because he did mention that like the initial trailer or some of the initial marketing, the way it's like, you know, legends are made. And then it's Michael Gandolfini or young Tony Soprano where he's like, yeah. that's not the move. And we, we had that suspicion when we watched the first trailer. I'm obviously that's going to be an element of the film, but it's not going to be what the film is. Like if someone's hoping to get the star Wars prequels of Tony Soprano, you know, rising to be Darth Vader, I I don't think that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And that's what you said as well. When we watched the first trailer and talked about it, that, you know, it really seems to be selling that. um, But everyone who's been following it knows that it's like Dickie's film mainly. Right. I mean, that's, kind of been it's it's in the title of the film like it's the Baltisanti film um so yeah uh and then Um, he did also say uh to backtrack a little bit he's pretty bummed that it's going to streaming at the same time um yeah because you know he, he wanted to specifically make a movie i'm sure the option was on the table to do a sopranos prequel series but he wanted to make a film although but now they're even talking like Vera Farmiga is like, that would be a dream if they decide to make this into a series. Like, they're already mentioning, will there be a sequel? Could they do a series of this? And that type of stuff, I know Mm. it's almost like you kind of have to do it as, like, marketing. And don't get me wrong, I obviously love The Sopranos. I would still love if they did that, but I kind of also don't want them to do that. Uh, Yeah, well, especially, like, it took years of convincing to get... Well, I don't know if convincing is the right word, but, like, years of everyone asking for it for us to get a movie. Um, And it's 
kind of indicating that this wasn't like the passion to tell this story immediately uh and and that kind of built over time and the idea and everything this is all kind of just my assumptions but like it took a long time to arrive at the point where david chase was like you know what a movie would make sense and i'm happy to do a movie and i think it will add to the universe and then to go like fuck it let's do five seasons of uh (laughs) a new show that's you know the sopranos in the fucking 80s and you're like oh (laughs) um yeah no i i agree i would watch it as well but it's also maybe if if there's not enough of a point behind it, I don't know. But it, it's I I totally understand that feeling of like shit. It's going to streaming after all these years where The Sopranos was always made for the small screen, uh, even though it like is really aspirational and really like set the bar really high for other shows uh, in like what's possible to do in the format. It's still like it was always on television and movies are different not just in their structure and length but like in how you can consume them and that does sort of impact what sorts of uh what what sort of storytelling you can do in them successfully um so one of the reasons i definitely want to try to watch it in a theater if possible yeah and one of the things i really appreciated that they brought up and it's a small detail but david chase was pretty adamant that it be like two hours or under and this is more just Good. my thing with movies in general these days. Like, and it's mostly kind of like, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Marvel. I love Marvel movies. Uh, I'm sure some people would even scoff at that. But I can't deny that some of these movies are too fucking long. Uh, we don't need these two and a half hour movies. So I appreciate like when a movie's like, hey, we could do this in two hours. We could do this in 90 minutes. Hell yeah, let's do that. Uh, so I do appreciate that. Um but I guess let's just let we could get into this trailer here. Well, yeah, yeah. If I could just fucking vent for one second, okay. I am like in the midst of watching Alexander, uh, the <laughs> film about Alexander the Great from two thousand and four, for our other podcast on the network, Real History, which you can find at uh, showswhatyouknow.com or just search Real History. But we're gonna talk about Alexander the Great, and this fucking film is so long. Like it's three and a half hours, first of all, uh, and Jesus. It's- we're going to get into detail on how shit it is, but we, ha- we're do- we haven't recorded the episode yet, so I just have a lot of pent-up uh, ex- feelings that mirror yours on the length of films. Honestly, this film shouldn't even have been 90 minutes. It shouldn't have existed at all. It's really bad. I think it's turned a lot of people against historical films, because if I watched that, I'd be like, well, I don't ever want to watch anything with fucking togas again, because <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> it's dreadful. Wait, who's in that movie? Colin Farrell. Is oh, Colin and Farrell. He's- He's so bad in it. Like, I don't think he's a bad actor, but he's really bad in it. Um, But yeah, that's an aside. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah, let me pull it up here. Wait just a minute. Before we get into it, do you want to guess which part of the trailer I hated? Uh, I would guess the end of the trailer. You are correct, sir. I kind of hated that (laughs) as well. And there's actually some other reasoning behind that that I want to get into as well. But let's see what we got here. I kind of don't love the. I mean, I get what they're doing, but um, I'm already nit. We're already nitpicking because I was gonna talk <laughs> about the, the musical choice with the like, I want money, but whatever. We'll see. <laughs> what do you want, Richard? I'll be honest with you. I want money. I want to do a good deed. I want to do a lot more. 
things in life for free. I try to set an example for my nephew. Give them to the birds and bees. Anthony got kicked out of school. I went to all that trouble. And for what? I'm always being accused. You're going to be good. I mean, Would that is... It? Yeah, I was, yeah. I, of course. That is a great <laughs> delivery. I mean, that's a perfect delivery. You got. You can't deny it. And Tony's always, uh, like, that's such a line from Tony as well, right, throughout the show of, like, him always being accused. Um, I think that, is this the same, this is the same house we've seen in the TV show, I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. Like, the yeah. one where later on um, Janice lives, she kills Richie yes. April there. I mean, spoilers for the surprise. Oh, I assume... Yeah. We can mention spoilers for the Sopranos show here, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's that house which is uh, fun to see, and I, at the delivery, I, I actually uh, that was kind of a line uh, that got me a bit worried. Where yeah, it's a it's a good delivery, but I, I it's also it, it it's good in itself. But I could see how it could, we don't it's see on any the line. acting happening. Yeah, you know if if. It's like, how well can you pair that with actually acting or are you just imitating? And that's what remains to be seen. It's on um, the line. Like, it's it, it tickles my my fancy as a fan. Yeah. But that's they yeah. knew exactly what they were doing, putting that part in there because he's 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 nailing Tony. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, there's there's still the without. Obviously, we don't have a ton of context. It's a two second line. But you could see how that could teeter into what we were talking about, like more of like an SNL impression, like a guy, yeah, a guy on TikTok being like, "Hey, Tony Sobrano, uh, Gabagoo, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to say it is great to see Ray Liotta, um, I, and this might mostly be based on I didn't read a full interview with him, but I, like I read an excerpt of an interview with him not too long ago, and he was talking about how like. Obviously, the Irishman came out. What was it? Was that in 2019? Yeah, tw uh, I think that's right. Yeah, the yeah. Irishman came out, and it was heralded as like you know Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino. Uh, well, not Pacino, but Pacino's in it. But and Pesci were back, and he was talking about how he was like kind of bummed that he wasn't a part of it. Like <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like obviously using Goodfellas. And the the De Niro Pesci thing is above Goodfellas, but he kind of felt like, oh man, like I didn't get the call, like I wasn't like invited to the party, um, so I was yeah. kind of like bummed out for him because he's like an old man. It's kind of like when what when really like cool people that we like and admire get to go on Talking Sopranos and we yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. Like we're happy for them, but like we could we could also do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go back here. I want to do whatever I can to help the family. Money don't get everything, it's true. What it don't get, I can't use. I want money. wonder what they talk about in that. I didn't catch the name. Pussy. <laughs> Put him on the table. Dick, I just got this jacket. So, well, one thing I want to get into is, like, we mentioned in the first trailer, we see, like, a bald Silvio, but I think we mm. also see a wig Silvio, but then I'm also confused, and this kind of ties in a little bit with the end. I always thought that Tony and Silvio were, like, around the same age, but I feel like this is kind of saying that Silvio's older, or am I reading yeah, that wrong? I, 
No, I thought that too. And I will be honest, like I, 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 I hesitate to say this on our Sopranos podcast because we have like, there's so many really dedicated Sopranos fans that get into the nitty gritty of the structure of all of the families. And I've watched some videos of people breaking down these trailers and sort of going into detail. But like my brain just doesn't connect all the pieces to who everyone is you know like yeah. if if you're listening to this at home you probably have seen the trailer like probably more than once um but like i would need it kind of explain to me a little bit that that's christopher's dad and his grandfather in the first bit you know because i uh like I, I i know that now but it's when there's more characters than that when there's like four or five characters on screen i'm like oh yeah that's is that silvio no that's Polly or what's happening and i'm ashamed to say that but it's just like even watching the sopranos you all went through it with us and i'm gradually figuring out how these who these characters are and i feel like that's going to be like it's only when seeing them in the film that i'm able to i feel properly distinguish them um which anyway that's kind of a side thing but you were saying that well uh, well it's about the, it's yeah, weird because I, I I I get I agree with what you're saying like because there are some people obviously they get really like technical and specific with yeah like pointing out who's who and whatever um and then I think we play a middle ground of that like we like to talk a little bit about like the essence of what's going on and then we also get a little specific but I think that puts us again to go back to David Chase. That puts us in a little bit better graces with David Chase because I don't think he likes <laughs> those people. Like even though David Chase is very detail oriented, um, I don't think he likes the super specific people. And it into an into an extent, some of the stuff I'm going to point out because there's two main things that I was a little confused on. It's how much older is Silvio than Tony, and how much older is Tony to, to Christopher because. I don't feel like I know we're jumping ahead. He's supposed to be as old as he is when he's looking at Christopher as a baby. I think he's only he, he was only supposed to be like ten years older than him or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But Michael Gandolfini is supposed to be Tony at like eighteen or seventeen or whatever it is. I don't think the age describes. But then again, I could see David Chase being like, "Who gives a fuck? I'm trying yeah. to do whatever's best for this story. I want this." he's going to care more about the story, which is right by him. He's not going to worry too much about the specifics of like, ah, shit, Tony's older than he should be right here. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I want to tell this story. Like, do you think that's how he'd come from it? He'd come at it? Yeah, I, I you're totally right as well. I was just Googling it now real quick. And in the Wikipedias for each, it says Tony's born in 1959, and Christopher is born in 1969. So, yeah, you're totally right in that it, you know, it's quote unquote supposed to be 10 years. But I yeah. can totally see that perspective from uh, David Chase of like, oh, wow. Yeah, you uh, you went really in depth on this uh, TV show I wrote and you wrote all this shit down, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Guess what? None of that's real anymore. <laughs> yeah, guess what? <laughs> no, no. That person just got the person's age wrong. Fuck you. It's my world. It's I, yeah. I make it canon now. <laughs> Because it would make sense that, yeah, if Tony was born in, like, 59, if you're thinking The Sopranos show kind of takes place roughly, like, season one is taking place that year of, like, 1999 or whatever, 2000, yeah. he'd be around 40 when the show starts. Uh, and, yeah, Christopher would be, like, late 20s or whatever. Uh, but, again, like, these are nitpicks, and I and you're right. I could totally see him being like, yeah, so what? 
Because I'd be like, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Chase, uh, in the movie mm-hmm. Many Saints, you had Tony Soprano uh, almost 20 years old, and Christopher Moltisanti was a baby. And he'd be like, yeah, so what? What about it? <laughs> uh, they do even mention in one of the uh, articles that they did try to pack a lot of um, like Easter eggs. But I could see that in a in a David Chase type of manner because they talk about like obviously lines of dialogue and even maybe seeing some of the stories that we've heard in the show, the family stories. But you're not going to see them particularly how they may have been told on the show because he's he says, how, oh, memory is a tricky thing. Like things happen different ways than you remember. I'm like, he could totally play around with it that way. Mm hmm. Uh, and I also was reading that uh, Silvio was supposedly born in 1957, but then I was also read, like, according to The Sopranos, A Family History, and I was Googling that, and I was like, is this even canon? Like, is the speculation, uh, is this real? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it's th- Have you heard about uh, The Sopranos, A Family History by Alan Rucker? I have not. Uh, was yeah, that just I don't something know how... a guy made, or was it supposed to be something put out like officially? See, that's a great question, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not seeing many details, but uh, I'm sure the experts out there will already be well familiar with it. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking anyway, that according to that, which sounds right to me, uh, that... Uh, he was born in 1957 like a couple of years older than tony that's that's the impression i got um to answer your original question of how old silvio was in the show or seemed to be in the show yeah yeah but i feel like maybe it'll be i mean from the again i'm just going by trailer so it could be different it just feels like they're putting him more in paulie's age range which still would make mm. sense cuz i mean we did see a lot of Sil- like silvio and paulie buddy buddy um in the show here and there especially when he kind of confides in him about like you know the skip going to see a psychiatrist and whatnot uh yeah. and i mean not that this matters be- because like the actor they cast is 38 that to play silvio um and i know michael oh, wow. soprano michael michael soprano michael gandolfini <laughs> is uh He's obviously in his like early twenties, and he's supposed to play like sixteen or seventeen, which you know we've seen him many a times. Anyways, back to the trailer. Yeah. No, I, I try so hard. Gotta do something about Dicky Malasani. What a blow! I know you can get anything. Look at Dicky Malasani. He steps up, takes care of his family, takes care of all the business. If anybody tells anybody about this. What are you doing on your merit badges? I want to do all kinds of good things. It's the one thing. Pain comes from always wanting things. But who do I know? I'm a murderer. I do okay, love pause that. It there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was, perfect, it, perfect end to a trailer. No need to put yes. anything else after it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true. Uh, the line feels very Buddhist, uh, like that pain comes from wanting things and desire. Um, and that's the kind of thing I'm talking about where, you know, in a, in the version of the film that I imagine from the trailer, it's just like, you know, this action romp. There's a bit of moral dilemma, but that's it. But then there's the 
potential of a really David Chasey version where he hears this thing about pain comes from wanting things and then Dickie Moltisanti starts reading a Buddhist text and starts, you know, uh, much like Tony and his quote from the wall of the hospital <laughs> starts yeah. Uh, yeah. saying all this shit and having dreams about that. Like, that's probably an exaggeration. I mean, it's definitely an, an exaggeration. But, like, there's bound to be some of those very sopranos elements that are like yeah we know there's going to be cool action in this because we've seen some clips of it from the trailer but we should also remember how the sopranos was always marketed uh in television commercials showing you oh, know yeah. the same murder f- four times that you know there's one of these scenes in a season of television and it's exploring many other things beyond that yeah yeah no absolutely um and i mean you, you you gotta just well. I love the that, and then even like, what do I know? I'm a murderer because it's yeah. you know hinting at the the kind of humorous side of things, and obviously the Sopranos, uh, very funny show, always nailed it with like the wit and the comedy. So it's nice to see like a little piece of that. Um, and I mean, they must have just been so psyched because it's like. It's so perfect after, you know, Tony and Christopher are such a big part of the show, you know, uncle and nephew, and here's the natural, like, way to play that out again with Tony, uh, with with a young Tony and his uncle yeah. Dickie and how that, you know, informed how Tony came to be or the person he came to be. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of great stuff to mine and play with there. Um, and then, and then, of course, we have this uh, ending part. Yeah. In life for free. Got myself a son. Hi, Christopher. Hello. Hey. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. It's like a scam or something. Some babies, when they come into the world, know all kinds of things from the other side. That's what I want. Ooh, like what? Ugh. I <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> That probably plays fine in the film. I agree. Know? Yeah. Um, but it's just... Uh, and if it was only about like, oh, you're going to be a bad man in the future and the baby can tell, that'd be fine too. But just specifically knowing how Christopher and Tony and their storyline winds up, I won't say it just in case you haven't watched The Sopranos and you're listening to this for some reason. Um, it just feels too much like nudging and winking at the audience um, and I'm not honestly opposed to that nudging and winking. Like there's stuff like you, you were saying about there's so many potentials for Easter eggs in a non-obtrusive way. Like uh, Junior says, oh, what a blow. And that's the same line he says at Olivia's um, funeral in mm. the show, I believe. Um, but like this is just like, ah, ah, you, you know, you guys know. And that's, you know, fine but it's just that it's what we've seen distract from good stories in so many prequels so it's kind of the thing it's not necessarily bad in itself but it just often gets in the way and i trust them not to let it get in the way and i understand why you'd put it in a trailer but i still don't love it yeah yeah and it's not it's more so and i think we touched on this before it's the apprehension is more so it's not anything we've seen from the Sopranos or David Chase or anything like that. It's just in this era of legacy sequels, prequels, reboots, remakes, whatever. There's been too many eye rolly things that it's hard not to have a little apprehension, even though obviously we trust um, 
people that made the greatest TV show that to ever exist a bit more than mm-hmm. that. It's just, it's still hard. <laughs> it's still, it's still hard not to be worried. Like, oh, they're gonna ruin it. Don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it. Yeah, we've, we've just been stung before. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're, but we're we're back for more. Excited. Um, I mean, still, it's still a great trailer. Uh, uh, I I can't wait. I'm ready. I can't wait either, and I I don't have much more to say right now. I can't wait to g- dive back in and discuss it. I think when we do uh, our first, I don't know how many episodes we will feel like doing on the film, but we'll definitely yeah. do a big one. We should definitely do a spoiler-free section at the start, so not everyone's gonna have a chance to watch it at the same time. Maybe you want to wait until you can see it in the theater or whatever, or you're in you know uh, a region where it releases later. Um, we're going to have a spoiler-free section, which we sometimes forget to do because in the TV show realm, it's not really relevant because we've gone through them episode by episode. But when we discuss movies, uh, when we discuss a whole season of a TV show, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, I have to say as well, we are recording this on what would have been James Gandolfini's 60th birthday. Oh, I so, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. We have to say happy birthday to Absolutely. the king. Happy birthday. James Gandolfini. Capo. What a man. Uh, yeah to uh to to el capo himself um which we still have to go back where i mean we were going through some of his films uh not not a lot of great ones that we've watched so far (laughs) but uh we still gotta go through more of the gandal we gotta celebrate the gandalfini catalog for sure yeah and i think we i i mean we watched like a really we watched a couple of ones that uh, were not very good, uh, but there's definitely good ones, right? Because I I remember say like you'd watch some that you liked, I believe. Um, yeah, like he's always great, as we keep saying in our in our coverage. But it's also, uh, yeah, we 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 didn't keep up with it. So there's James Gandolfini films to be watched. Now that we've concluded finally our uh, Godfather. Uh, saga what are they coda the whole coda yeah um there's other mob films to be discussed as well with their connections to the sopranos and or not connections like differences contrasting and just the interest in the whole uh area of film and television so it's more content to come but obviously the next time you hear from us it will be about the many saints of newark absolutely i'm psyched although i mean there's there's a small possibility when we, we next mm. the next time we speak we're gonna be like oh wow oof oof <laughs> <laughs> yeah oof. and we you know we'll tell you like yeah. it is unfortunately to our own detriment yeah. if people love it or not like we have uh, sunk many a podcast by being really negative on certain shows that really deserved it and you've rarely heard it on here because we're talking about we're talking about the Sopranos uh, the best television show ever made quite possibly and, and that so, reminds me. Yeah. Um, please review our show because like on, on that same topic that you're talking about i made an offhand comment about like better call saul when we discussed the last trailer and apparently upset this guy who gave us a <laughs> bad review which really fucking annoyed me because it's not even that i was saying that better call saul is a bad show but there are moments in better call saul that, like specifically the reveal of el polo's loco that we were talking about at the time it was a little eye rolly, or it just didn't make sense from someone who maybe they didn't see Breaking Bad. Either way, I'm just this guy, this fucking idiot <laughs> that uh, 
decided to, I guess, listen to our discussion of the Many Saints trailer and heard one somewhat not fully celebratory uh, offhand comment about Better Call Saul, and he was so in a fur that he had to go on our fucking page and give us a one-star review. And he's like, oh, knew everything that I could. Actually, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Uh don't oh, it like- should be fine. I think it's the latest one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't like Better Call Saul, eh? Uh, hold on. Just give me a minute. I, I don't want to misquote. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't want to misquote <laughs> no, this no. gentleman. This fucking well, it's dumbass. Very funny. It's, very- <laughs> it's very funny to me because uh, for once it was actually relevant. Like sometimes we'll just shit on some shows to go like, oh, the, like, the Sopranos is way better than this or that. But this is yeah. genuinely a, a, a relevant comparison of ha- the difficulties of navigating doing any kind of prequel and like reveals and interconnectedness. And no, pff, these guys don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Better Call Saul. Fuck them. Yeah. From TTH Hart. Which I'm not gonna lie, I tried to Google it to see if I can find who he was. <laughs> Putting the <laughs> price on his head, very to, sort of mob style. Yeah, to see if he had a podcast or something. And he even titles Make it him an offer. BCS, which I guess yeah, Better Call Saul. You didn't like Better Call Saul? That's all I need to know. Good luck, fellas. And then he puts some cry laughing emojis. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not bitter or anything. (laughs) Uh, So this is all to say, uh, please, if you feel up for it, please uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have already left us a review, thank you so much. Yes, I'm sure there's another device around, like uh, maybe you got maybe you got a partner or something. Grab their Apple device. Just give us a quick review. Much appreciated. No matter where it comes from. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but right now you're right though. Before we went on that tangent, we're in a Schrodinger sort of cat situation where The Many Saints of Newark is both a masterpiece and the worst film ever made, and everything in between. And next time we talk to you, we're yeah. we're, we're all gonna know. We're all gonna know. So yeah. I, I I can't wait, but there's there is a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of apprehension for sure. Yes, and I feel like even if we, I'm not gonna say we don't nitpick. We definitely nitpick. That's part of the discussion, but. Especially with something Sopranos, we heap praise on it, and it's rightfully done. We're not just doing that. It's rightfully deserved. Uh, but even if we have an issue with something, I feel like it's never like, this sucks and that's it. We we kind of try to talk it out. So, um, yeah. So if we don't like the movie, don't give us negative reviews because of it. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yeah, we'll like please, the movie, guys. though. We're going <laughs> to like it. Don't worry. We go in, We're going into it excited, ready to like it. But on that... But until then, yeah, I guess there's just one there's last just one thing. more thing to say. <laughs> yeah, what's that? God, we're out of practice. <laughs> Cut to black. Cut to black.